you have one final thing? I've got one final thing. Uh, your list started with a movie. My list is going to end with a movie. Loving it. Uh, going to end with two movies because Whoa. I cannot. They both. It, it's not fair to compare them. They both did very different things. To, well, they both made me cry, but they both made me cry in different ways. Sure. Uh, just uh, two movies that were uh, very big and very important for me this year. My the, a shared number one spot on my favorite movies of the year list. Uh, Licorice Pizza and Pig. Two movies. Those are both in my top four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for this year. Uh, but please elaborate on on these great great films. Uh, well, uh, so uh, I will we'll go chronologically. Pig sure. that was the one that came out first. Indeed, um, the surprise of the year, I think, the, for for myself at least. Yes, uh, it was a thing where uh, I went to go see that one in theaters because I thought no one in the land of Mormons would want to go see a movie where Nicolas Cage loses a pig, and I was right. Uh, but just like the good twin of Mandy, (laughs) just like, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, another movie where Nicolas Cage, uh, loses something, uh, and grieves something, but, uh, he responds very differently than he does in Mandy. Um, this movie was not a, uh, a living nightmare through the entire duration of it. Um, (laughs) the opposite, in fact. Yeah, uh, the complete opposite. Um, Rarely, uh, I don't know if it's the first, and it may not be the first, but it's the first movie I've seen that was like a revenge movie where the weapons were empathy. (laughs) Right, I think (laughs) most of us expected this to be John Wick with Nicolas Cage, right? We all expected, like, in the the post-John Wick era, we're like, oh, Bob Odenkirk is doing his John Wick now. And, you know, we're, Mm -hmm. we expect that. And that, that is not what this movie is at all. It seems like it's going to be for a minute, especially when they get to, like, the the fight club for kitchen staff. But yes. it's really not what the movie is. It's about, like, healing and healing through food yes. and healing through human yes. connection and the grief we can't let go. Yes. And then, just, like, it's an amazing... I don't want to... To call it a trick doesn't feel fair... But, like, it's an amazing stunt. It's an amazing thing this movie does where, like, at the very last second, right before the credits start, you realize what the pig means and that it wasn't about the pig. And the way they do that, the way they they execute that, just, like, just, like, y'all, like, Weeping in a in a face mask is the least pleasurable experience you'll ever endure. Just especially if you're like me, where you're like you snot when you cry. But I just wept in that movie theater whenever it finally revealed that it's not about the pig. Um, just an amazing trick, and like Nicolas Cage has become a meme, and we've forgotten that like whenever he is not making a movie to fund his pyramid that he's going to be buried in, in new Orleans, whenever he's not making like a, his, like I got to pay my taxes movie. Whenever he's trying, like he's the best actor in the world. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and pig is one of those movies where he's trying 
uh, it, he's doing one for the craft, and uh, and it's just a phenomenal movie. Uh, and uh, you know, um, not getting too into it, but like I don't know, it's, uh, as a person who is exploring and trying to find healing from grief, it's nice to see a movie that does that very well. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, pig, uh, tied with licorice pizza, a completely different movie. Yes. Pig, pig, <laughs> uh, streaming now on Hulu. If anyone wants to check out pig, you can just there log you into your Hulu, watch, watch pig it's under two hours. Just fucking just dive on in. Um, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Very different movie than, uh, licorice pizza, your other movie, which I think like, is like the best movie I saw this year, warts and all. But yes, I just had to give it up for French Dispatch for reasons I, I could not you. fully understand. I, I totally understand, and you know I've not seen I've I've seen like maybe one percent of the movies that came out this year. Uh, yeah. I tried to get the the big heavy hitters, and even then I, I failed. But um, <sighs> Licorice Pizza, like there's a lot of discourse surrounding licorice pizza. Indeed. And I want to say and I want to say I totally get it. But yeah. The I do the thing that I keep thinking about whenever I and I've been trying so hard to put into words like what this movie meant to me and what it did for me and I'm still failing, but one thing that keeps coming into my brain and that I keep saying to myself um no one has ever really grown up. And this whole movie, Licorice Pizza, the entire cast, every single per like every single character in that movie, um, not just Alana Haim and Cooper Hoffman, but also Sean Penn, but also Tom Waits, but also John Michael Higgins, everyone in that Bradley movie. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. They are all cosplaying as grown ups. They're yeah. all acting like their idea of what a grown-up is instead of actually behaving like actual grown-ups. And and so with that, like, I don't want to say that excuses the uh, some of the questionable stuff in the movie, uh, but there's a difference between, like, uh, understandable and acceptable. And uh, I understand why everyone does the things they do, even the problematic things that they do in this movie, because there are a bunch of children, and even the adults are children. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just, I've, that, that really resonated with me, just, uh, that, there were, that we're all trying and failing to, to be grown up and be mature, um, uh, that really resonated with me. And the other thing that really resonated with me about that movie um, is just like so much of childhood, but also so much of like just life in general is like things that like when they happen as they're happening are the biggest thing in the world and the most important thing in the world. And then eventually they just kind of like peter out and you don't even think about them anymore. And like, I've never seen a movie execute that as well as I've seen licorice pizza. Uh, it's uh in any other movie, I think like, that those just feel like dropped plot lines and dangling participles. Uh, but in this, it's just like, it just really felt like 
all the, you know, those so many things that I've had in my life were like, as it was happening, it was the most important thing, and the emotions surrounding it were so intense. But then just one day, it's not a thing anymore, <laughs> and we've moved on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, uh, spoilers for Licorice Pizza, there's one point in the movie where, like, John Peters is the scariest man in the world, and then we just forget about him. And then it's yep. just nothing. <laughs> it's it's a, a movie of little chapters. It's a movie of just yes. these little vignette stories. And the, the through line is the relationship between our two leads. Now, Vern, I can't believe you'd admit to being a pervert on this podcast. I can't by liking <laughs> licorice pizza. You're admitting to being a pervert and a racist because you yes. liked a piece of fiction. And I can't believe that from you. I really yeah. can't. I, uh, I thought I knew you. You're disgusting because you yeah. you uh, condone uh, everything that occurs in the film Liquor's Pizza. How dare you? Yes. And, yeah. um, you know, you, you Paul Thomas Anderson did not come out before the movie and explain that he doesn't like everything that happens in the movie. He didn't do that. And, um, and, and honestly... And shame on him. And shame on him. And shame on you for enjoying it. Um, yes. Because uh, how dare you get caught liking bad art? You can't do that. Um, <laughs> you should trust all the people that haven't seen Licorice Pizza who uh, <laughs> condemning it outright. Um, and it's a thing where just like, as as I said, I get it, I get it. Um, but another thing to consider, and I don't think folks consider, is that like at no point does the movie that at no point in the movie do does the movie like portray John Michael Higgins as being right. <laughs> Nope. Like, <laughs> they make him out right away to be a, a fool and an idiot, a stupid person. We see like, uh, how the various people in the scene react to what he's doing. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. They they react in a way where at first, like, hey, this is bad and unacceptable behavior. <laughs> uh, but John Michaels Higgins does not get it because he's not a grown-up. He's a child. He's a child. He's a little child. And uh, He's wearing you know, a suit, but he's a child. Yes, and I understand that, like, the age gap might make folks uncomfortable, uh, and those same folks uh, will talk about how uncomfortable it makes them and then go home and watch their favorite movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. <gasps> but... Vern, the... you got him! <laughs> but... Vern, you fucking got him! But the thing is, neither person in that relationship is mature. <laughs> They're both children. <laughs> and mm -hmm. one... One might have on her on her record more years. They might have logged more years, but they both act equally childish. And also, like, I think this movie does a really good job of depicting that, like, we're all in different places as far as our growing up goes. Mm -hmm. And there's some days where we're the most re re responsible, mature people in the world, and there's some days where we're not. And uh, it's... Uh, I don't know. I think the movie just did a, an excellent job depicting that. Mm -hmm. um, and, again, and the movie is I, not salacious. It is not no, 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 playing no. with taboos like on the no. front page of Pornhub. You know, like yeah. it is not, <laughs> like it's not. It's it's, it's not that. It movie. is not what people on TikTok that have not seen it that are critiquing it call it to be. Um, and honestly, you know, Licorice Pizza is a hero for absorbing all this same discourse that should have been leveled at, like, Red Rocket, but nobody knew about that movie. So, like, <laughs> Licorice Pizza, that meme of the troop taking all the knives for the person who's sleeping in the bed. 
that's licorice pizza and red rocket is sleeping in the bed um it is it is what it is it's it's art it's fiction i don't know what to tell everyone and listen if it if you just can't get over that i do understand like i don't think you're being unreasonable but i would also encourage people to watch the fucking movie before they outright condemn it because it is not it is not what you think it is the i mean the the art that resonates the most with me is the art that like i can see myself in that like reflects a a feeling or an emotion or whatever that i've i've had or I've, i've held or that i'm currently holding and like licorice pizza is super messy but life is super messy Life is messy, and, <laughs> like a slice of licorice pizza. Yes, uh, and uh, so yeah, uh, what you said was like, I totally understand if uh, reading about it or seeing even even if you see the movie, it makes you feel icky. I get it. I get it. But uh, but for me, just like I see the ickiness, uh, but it reflects my own ickiness, I guess, and sure. like. Uh, I, I recognize that the movie is messy and I'm messy and that we're all messy and that's kind of what makes life beautiful. <laughs> is uh wow. like like the titular licorice pizza, like an LP, uh like the soundtrack of this movie. There's Ooh. all sorts of different flavors and different styles and different genres. What a soundtrack. And uh and uh you know like uh, you wouldn't think that Bing Crosby fits hand in hand with like the doors, but the movie makes it happen because that's what life is, is a messy concoction of feelings and textures and emotions and feelings and all this stuff that separately don't work, but together do. And honestly, and, uh, bonus points to Licorice Pizza for actually including the song from the trailer in the movie. Uh, yes. Which uh, I always love when, you know, because these trailers, they start to associate in your mind a movie with a song. And then you watch the movie and you're like, that song wasn't in the movie. That song wasn't in the movie. And this time it was. Where the Wild Things Are dilemma. The old Where the Wild Things Are dilemma. The old, oh, I don't know. The old Mission Impossible Fallout dilemma. Yes. Uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street dilemma. It's, 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 It's classic and it's tough. And uh, thank you, Licorice Pizza. Or thank you, the makers of the trailer, for using a song that they knew was actually in Licorice Pizza. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to put an iconic, uh, a weird orchestral version of uh, four non-blondes in the trailer for the Resident Evil movie, then that song better appear in the movie. Okay? Word up. Word uh, up. Word up. Hey, at least White Rabbit is in Matrix Resurrections, not just in the trailer. <laughs> So, so, uh, perfect. Exactly. So, uh, great. And that concludes Vern's, uh, list. Um, That's my list. We've and heard every one, don't you? I still have one. I That's right. One. Okay. I still have one piece. Huh? Oh. Huh? Oh. Ah, uh, uh, of course. Of, How did I not see this? Of course you should have seen it coming, Vern. Because uh, I, I, you know me, I am a comic reader. I am a former comic shop employee. Um, and uh, for since October 2019, um, essentially every single day, I have read one chapter of Ichiro Oda's uh, seminal... Wow manga 
One Piece. I am in the late 400s. Now, there are currently uh, well over 1,000 chapters. Wow of One Piece. This guy's been going for a long time. And the One Piece that I am up to is by no means the One Piece that came out in 2021. There was One Piece that came out in 2021. I will not get there for a couple years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even if I read One Piece again every single day, uh, it's still going to take me a while. But the, the, my, my One Piece reading mission is not any sort of, I need to get caught up. Um, Mm -hmm. it is so nice to have and on you know i have a little tablet i got it for free with uh two cell phones ago uh they just threw in a tablet and i was like sure and it is it essentially only exists for me to read comics on it i have the marvel unlimited app and i have and i have viz media uh which is a manga production company primarily and for two dollars per month you get the entire catalog of most iconic manga it's like unbelievable the what you get for two dollars per month on the viz media app every chapter of one piece including brand new ones you know uh you could read all the fucking dragon ball if you wanted you could read all fucking naruto you know all these super long uh mangas that's where i found uh great ones like uh spy family which is like currently my favorite manga that's where i uh, have, uh, I read all of Chainsaw Man on there. Had a great time. That's uh, a cool but, title. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cool guy, Chainsaw Man. And he, but but this having this, there's so little in life right now that is <laughs> consistent. These are I don't know if anyone's brought this up. These are unprecedented times. You know, this is a, <laughs> life feels so uncertain right now, and so to yes. have this sort of daily check-in oh very nice where i can go visit the straw hat pirates aboard the merry-go or the thousand sunny in in uh this uh incredible comics really one of the best things i've ever read like the arc i'm currently in it goes from like oh i'm really enjoying this to this is probably one of the best comics i've ever experienced um and there's so much of it but uh oda sensei draws i mean his his art is unbelievable it's like cartoony but it's so expressive it's so kinetic Mm. um you really fall in love with like all of the the characters on board to this little pirate ship um it's just so excellent and the world is so big and so bountiful and i don't really know like all the rules of what's happening there but it's so fun to explore there's creativity around every corner just showing you the most bizarre looking people on these crazy islands with all their own rules and it's just truly truly um something to behold uh having read almost 500 chapters wow (laughs) of it uh entering now i guess i'm sorry i started in october 2020 not 2019 in 2020 so now i am entering like my second year wow (laughs) of of reading one piece and i won't get caught up for another couple years uh but it's uh, i'm not looking forward to being caught up i like having much like the pirates (laughs) that star in one piece (laughs) having this big blue ocean to explore before me is it is not daunting it's reassuring it's promising this is always gonna be there when i need it every day 
um, and that is that is that is beautiful to me. So that is why that's uh, really One cool. Piece One Piece is a uh, maybe my favorite thing of twenty twenty one. That's really cool, and I, uh, I I really admire your your commitment, um, and also like I never thought of it that way. Uh, I've I've heard about One Piece for so long now, uh, and the only feeling I've ever felt towards it is intimidation. Uh, but uh, that recontextualization of it that you just said that like it's always going to be there for you uh, is uh, is really neat, and that's a really cool way of looking at it, Kev. Thank you. Uh, I think there's so much, you know, in this binging era, there is so much build up to this idea of like, oh, I gotta get caught up. You know, I gotta, I gotta watch all three seasons of Secession in a weekend so I can be yeah. caught up. You know, we're all we 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 are the completionist so, mindset, right? And and that is how you get daunted by. You know, I see people do it all the time where they ask me like. Where do I start in comics? It's so big. It's so vast. Like, it's so intimidating. And I'm like, you're, you're thinking about it wrong. The goal is never to be caught up. You're never going to do it, right? It's it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you know, Spider-Man has existed for 60 years. You're never going to get caught up on Spider-Man. <laughs> unless you decide that that is all you're doing now. It's just reading Spider-Man. Binging Spider-Man, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's you just, you'll never run out of it. And that is what is beautiful about it. You will never be caught up. And that is okay. You know, I if I showed you how many podcasts I am subscribed to, it would it would shock you. It would like your bones would fall out of your body. It would be uncomfortable. <laughs> it's too many. But I don't want to be caught up because then then I'm out, you know? And like obviously mm-hmm. they keep putting out more. But, like, no, I like having, you know, a hundred episodes of Doughboys I haven't heard yet. Because Mm -hmm. then I have that much more Doughboys to look forward to. Um, I am not out of Doughboys. Um, There are very few podcasts that I am caught up on. uh, Because I don't care to be caught up. Uh, That's not not why I'm here. It's not why I'm doing what I'm doing. (laughs) That's a really uh, interesting uh, mindset, Kev. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, if I run out, I'm I'm taking my time with Joe Para talks with you, because I don't want to be out of Joe Para. Well, and that's also a great show to take your time with. It's, Absolutely. It's a it's a nice, cozy, easy listening show, and uh, you know that's a, that's something that you wanna you wanna take your time with, and yeah, you know, like I've binged things before, and uh, I I don't do it now, and. Part of the reason I, you know, it's, it's, if I like a thing, I want to spend as much time with it as possible. And, uh, and I know, like, I binged Fargo season two and I know Fargo season two is great, but I can remember highlights from it. And, uh, I don't remember it as vividly as I remember season one that I took my time with, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, it's nice to, uh. In this world gone mad where everything is so fast <laughs> all the time, like, it's nice to savor something. Absolutely. It's nice that it's like, I'm not trying to slam, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing Dragon Quest Eleven right now. You know, when, when, mm. when you, when you hopped on this call earlier, that's what I was doing. A huge hundred hour JRPG. Uh, but that, those hundred hour run times are not intimidating to me because I'm not 
really trying to finish it. Eventually I will. But it's mm-hmm. nice that it's like, oh, I still have more Dragon Quest. And there's more Dragon yeah. Quest to play. And eventually I'll be out of Dragon Quest. And there are plenty of games waiting for me on the other side of that. But I'm not intimidated because not the goal is not really to finish. Even though, yes, eventually I will finish. It's mm-hmm. just like, I still have this thing. Or like uh, uh, The Witcher Season 2 dropped uh, on Netflix last month, right? And mm-hmm. we are covering that for uh, the other podcast, Advanced Media Studies. And I'm very glad that I have this excuse to take that show one or two episodes at a time instead of binging all eight episodes. And then it's like, yeah. well, another year or two until I have more of this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And letting something become part of your life, letting these stories, letting these characters become part of your life is part of why they mean so much. And if Absolutely. I if I just had a weekend where I just like, oh, and now I'm out of Witcher, what would that mean? And I wouldn't remember what happened <laughs> if I if I did it all in a weekend. I'll forget all of it by the time the next show comes out, you know? As you as you know, as anyone who knows me knows, I'm a huge fan of Twin Peaks. And uh, whenever I found out that a season three was coming, I'm the only person in the world who's a Twin Peaks fan that reacted this way, but I was terrified. Yeah. I was so scared. I think because... rational people are like, I just don't want them to like mess this up, man. I just <laughs> I still like yes. what if it's bad? That was that was a big thing, but also like you know, and I I wasn't uh, you know, I was barely alive when Twin Peaks first came on, but there was a a 5-year gap as opposed to a 25-year gap between whenever I saw the end of Firewalk with me and beginning of Twin Peaks Return. Uh, but I really enjoyed that five years where I just got to think about Twin Peaks and wonder what was going to happen next and think about those characters and wonder what was going to happen and all, you know, everything. I, I just liked being with them on that journey. And uh, whenever I found out there was going to be some sort of finality and some sort of like, Hey, no, no matter whatever it is you thought, here's what has actually happened next. Like that was a terrifying prospect for me. Yeah, and I'm very fortunate in that like everything played out uh, better than expected, uh, and everything panned out. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's nice to, as you said, just like just to have that with you, and to know that's not going anywhere, and and to to be able to savor it. And then you know, Twin Peaks: The Return was perfect because whenever it came out they did one a week and i could still have that kind of like slow and you know like i was having dreams near the end of you know the the end of those 18 episodes i was having dreams about what was going to happen next and that was uh, a lovely and comforting feeling uh to like i'm gonna go to bed tonight and i'm gonna get more twin peaks (laughs) (laughs) in my dreams thank you david uh yeah and uh i'm gonna think about it and uh i don't know it's uh yeah if because we like these characters because we like the witcher because we like dale cooper because we like uh johnny one piece uh like (laughs) my favorite character it's 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 cool like you want to spend as much time with these people you like as, as possible. So, That's right. Uh, and the longer you spend with them, the slower you take it, the less you have to go like, oh, I have to wait for the next one, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. And hey, I'll get to that 
Twin Peaks The Return eventually. Um, starting up starting up that podcast on the Patreon, patreon.com hey. slash TV's Kevin. It's coming. Uh, we recorded the pilot episode, so it's coming. Hey. That's, a, that's a fucking threat. Um, so that, and that <laughs> concludes uh, Kevin's favorite things of 2021. This might very well be a three-parter. I knew it would take yeah. a while. We're talky. We're chatty Cathy's. And I'm okay with that. Uh, that's, and also, good problem to have. To uh, have a lot of good things to talk about. Yeah. Even in this, That's... you know, people call it a dumpster fire uh, of a year. You know, it's uh, it's it's not. Uh, we, there were a lot of things about this year that were not very fun. Um, but you do gotta, you do, there, there are good things. And I'm not telling everyone to not feel the bad things, obviously. Um, this year was a, a row of dumpsters and only one of them, or only a handful of them were on fire. But there were some dumpsters that have not. The fire's not spread to them yet, you know? And you yeah. can you can savor all the stuff in those in those dumpsters. <laughs> For sure. And you know, will there will there be a Kevin's favorite things of twenty twenty two? I don't know. <laughs> kinda just kinda just wanted to talk to Vern, wanted a topic, and I was like, I don't know, let's list some things we like. Let's talk about things because it's easy to talk about things that suck. Um, yes. I do it all the time. I do it constantly. So it's mm-hmm. nice to talk about things uh, that I like and maybe recommend some nice things to our nice listeners. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, so from There's all of good us, out there, folks. Yeah, for all of us here at Kevin, you know, uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Um, I'm stealing Jerry Springer's sign off. He's not on TV anymore, and I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna make it mine. Actually, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. so funny that that was his sign off. So <laughs> funny, and I know that I know that uh, the comedy Bang Bang Best Ofs also talked about this year. This year, I was doing it before them. Okay, I was <laughs> I was doing the Jerry Springer sign off before them. There is audio evidence; you can go find it. Okay, um, so I did not rip them off. Um, I love them dearly. Uh, oh but yeah, they're I, wonderful I, people. They're wonderful people. I love listening to twelve hours of them talking uh, in the last two weeks of the year every year. <laughs> um, love a best of episode that doesn't even get to the first clip for half an hour. Um, <laughs> love them. Could listen to them endlessly. And uh, but anyway, yeah, go listen to Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> That's another one. Another good thing of That's another good thing. And every year. And every year. That's uh, one of my favorite uh, Christmas traditions is, is is hanging out with with Paul and Scott as they uh, tell me the number one five best comedy bang bang clip of the year. You know, uh, earlier I was talking about Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and uh, one of the things that's been nice about playing it this year is like they've got a, like they've got two talk radio stations that you can listen to, and it's all you know. But I was just like, hey, this is probably where I started loving comedy podcasts. This is probably like yeah. This is the seed that grew into me being a comedy bang bang nerd. Yep. Uh, I and, used uh, to uh, just completely not understand why uh, my dad listened to talk radio in the car constantly. Same. Uh, and now look at me. <laughs> me with your dad. But also yeah. me with my dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said that about Kevin's dad all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I get it. It's, I don't know, it's, uh, it's lovely talking, listening to people talk about something they enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and so, hopefully, this was the same thing for you guys listening right now. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we'll do some more Kevin here uh, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, I'd like that. I like it. I like doing it. Uh, but, you know, yeah. it was sometimes scheduling mental health, it was hard. Um, yes. But now, I do not uh, record in a room that I share uh, with my ex-wife. So, I have more 
time and freedom to record. Hey, hey, baby. <laughs> Sometimes I go like, ah, should I stop doing like podcasts? Should I like commit full time to putting out like video projects and stuff? I like podcasts too much to quit. I enjoy it too much. If it makes you happy, why stop? Why stop? I can do both. Yeah, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Just like me. Hey! This has been a Talkback Podcast.